What is going on, everybody? It's episode 134 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself. What is up, Crisis Actors? It's Mary. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we were talking before set. And I, I hadn't quite switched it to uh, the scene we needed to be in, and we almost caught a cuss word uh, before we went live. Ooh, it would have been very bad. Oh. Uh, and, and I'm working on not saying the R word in articles anymore. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it up, and we're gonna we have, all have this. our vices. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna make <laughs> this. Yours. This show will be family friendly by the end of this uh, lifetime if mm-hmm. it uh, if if all goes well. By the way, we have a guest host today. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hello, everyone. Dane Font here. Marketing man extraordinaire and the patron saint of White Boy Summer. That you are, which Chet Hanks will one day agree with. One day, one day for a price, I'm sure. Well, we're, yeah, like <laughs> give uh, me two hundred dollars. Yeah. Is that is that how much the cameo was going to cost? Um, it's how much he was asking it, uh, for from a fan who DM'd him. Oh so man, that's that's so if, awesome. If that's his price point, two hundred dollars. Promising. Two hundred dollars for a Chet Hanks cameo seems so worth it to me. Like right now, cameo at like, your birthday party. Dude, <laughs> don't don't Everyone get, me get in line to take a picture with Chet Hanks. Dude, that would be it's just a Chet Hanks meet and greet. That would be the greatest thing. That'd oh be, my god! See if there was a good way to spend my birthday. I'm I'm down yeah. with that one. I'd from your word, from your mouth to God's ears, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We're manifesting this. Uh, we can make it happen. You never know. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. I want to talk about the box office and both the success of Top Gun as well as a bunch of other stuff uh, interesting relating to both Morbius. Uh, Doctor Strange in comparison to the Batman There's just a bunch of stuff going on there We're also going to talk about An interesting article involving the actor Who portrayed the stunt uh, Character of Darth Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi having some very interesting things To say about Disney and then we are also going To talk about uh, Jason Momoa getting In trouble in the age of you're not allowed to Not say anything but you're also not allowed to not Not say anything uh, on top of That so we got a bunch of stuff we got Podluck we got all that if you two are ready uh, We can just get right into it are you ready Mary. We're ready. Are you ready, Dane? I am. All right. So it says box office Top Gun 2 scores record $90 million second weekend crosses $550 million globally. And that second number I actually think is very, very important here. Uh, because one of the things that they talk about a lot is that people were complaining about the kind of raw, raw Americanism of the movie, right? Which they I were? don't. There was, there was, I mean, there was a lot of articles starting to come out like me, 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 because because American journalists wanting a pro-American movie is like not even possible it was in the year twenty twenty. Understated, but yeah. you would understand why because it's, people are so sensitive to that. Yeah. And it's the American military. There has to be at least some. Li- it's so weird because it seems to be a uniquely American thing to be anti your own country these days. Or at least anti your own military. Yeah. Yeah. So it says uh, Top Gun Maverick is enjoying the lowest drop in history. So it's the lowest drop in. Uh, so like uh, when, it, when they mean by drop is like how much did it make in week one to week two? Like obviously it's going to be less. This is the lowest drop ever. For a box office film. Hey, uh, sorry. Before we get any deeper, I'm, I'm hearing from chat a lot that me and Mary are low. Oh, oh are, are you? We? Okay. Right. Sorry, guys. See, we take your input. Yeah, I saw that, but I wasn't sure if they were saying, like, Go for everyone it. was low. Keep going. I'm talking, and we are checking my audio right now. Dane? Yo, yo, this is Dane Font on Pop it's Culture Crisis. It's Good. Good. I mean, I think so, yeah. Yeah, uh, Chat, let us know if we're good, please. Okay. We're going for it. Uh, Hopefully that's better. Good. All right. 
All right, so it says the the Paramount Skydance tent pole starring Tom Cruise is doing a massive biz, is doing massive business in its second weekend at the box office. The sequel earned ninety million dollars to boast the smallest decline ever, just twenty nine percent, and that's even lower than I thought. Before the one I got earlier was thirty two percent box office drop from week one to week two, and that's the smallest for a domestic uh, a film opening domestically to one hundred million dollars or more. Shrek two opened uh, to one hundred eight million and only fell thirty three million or thirty three percent. I don't know how long ago. Shrek 2 was but that was a, a long <laughs> yeah. long time ago how long does it have in the box office 120 days uh, I, I looked it how, up so, how long has it been so far uh, it's only been two weeks so this wow. film yeah so this film has a 120 okay. day film uh, theater exclusive before it can go to Paramount Plus so it's going to get its money worth uh, I, I would hope to see it would be cool to me if this movie became Tom Cruise's first billion dollar box office I, film it would be cool even though I'm cynical about this uh, to see a movie that's doing successfully that is decidedly not just packed full of messaging. Yep, yep. And uh, and I think that's why it it uh, it seems like the messaging is almost exclusively for American audiences these days because we seem to be the country mm-hmm. that seems to be struggling with that kind of uh, whether it's political correctness, whether it's your quote unquote wokeism, though I hate that term. I mean, uh, I can't help but feel like there must have been a lot of people involved in the making of this movie who wanted to take it into that direction. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but Jerry Bruckheimer, who's the who's the producer on this movie and also produced the original, is kind of an old school Hollywood dude. So at the very least, even if he uh, was amenable to that, I think uh, the rest mm-hmm. of whether it's Kaczynski, uh, Kaminsky or Kaniski, Kaniski, the the guy who directed it, and Tom Cruise wanting to keep it because most of Tom Cruise's movies are fairly nondescript as far as mm-hmm. uh, actual messaging. Mission Impossible movies don't really have much messaging in them at all. I have a so, question. Yep, go ahead. sorry to interrupt. Um, what is like the metric where you're like, this is a good sales movie? Uh, what do you mean? Like, what like what's usually the number like fifty million on a weekend? Uh, is, did you say like a billion domestically or globally? I would love to goal. see. Well, no, yeah, a bill having it, seeing it make a billion overall would be fantastic to me. Uh, That's but, generally it seems like what they're shooting for. But uh, like, what's the, what's like the metric where like this movie? was successful well it's already made its money back I'm sure or at least it's getting close to making its money back and that's the most important metric I think for all of it Uh, and it's already well above where the old movie went as well which is also very you know making more than that's telling of of word of mouth because I've been telling people to go see it yes okay so that's the other thing I wanted to mention is this is Tom Cruise's highest grossing domestic film of all time but it's also um, it's almost doing as big internationally so it's a 296 million here in the US Mm -hmm. 257 overseas which is kind of a commentary on the the ability for a movie with universal themes, meaning non-politically correct, non-current year themes, to reach an audience greater than just that of its home country. It wasn't even specifically like, oh, it's politically incorrect. It's just not... Propaganda. Yeah, yeah it's just not propaganda, which is so crazy. That, there it goes. Like, that's what we expect every time. Now it's a surprise when it's not that. <laughs> Wowzers. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, it says internationally Top Gun is already well ahead of the $176 million earned by the original film, uh, and that's not just adjusted for inflation, which is also an important number here. All these numbers that they're giving for this film are not uh, adjusted for inflation, meaning that it's doing good even without adjusting the, the, you know, the, um, the figures there. Uh, and it says that, uh, let's see down here, it says in North America, Top Gun is the playing field largely to itself next week and then uh, next weekend when uh, Jurassic World Dominion comes out, and we are going to go see that in Top 
talk about that movie okay. uh, with Chris Pratt. So I do think that that's also good that uh, more movies, like most Chris Pratt movies are also... I mean, I thought it looked really stupid in the trailer. The... the Well, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I love stupid movies from time to time. That doesn't bother me. One, not doesn't bother me one bit. So it says... Uh, well, see, okay, so go down here a little bit further. It says, uh, internationally, uh, Top Gun Maverick is already well hedged with 176 million. Uh, the UK leads with 39.7 million. I actually got a couple of messages from people from the UK who said that they really liked it and that the, the military themes are kind of universal to every country has their own, you know, uh, a form of patriotism shouldn't be looked at as something that's a negative. It should just be looked at as something that is uh, a factor of life in your country. And I don't think this movie pushes ne necessarily a military uh, message. It just pushes like a message between people in different situations. And there's a lot, it's got more to do with the relationships of the people than it does the American military. But I also want to talk about uh, Morbius, which is, um, I have a question. I have, no, I have a question. I want to know, in the age we live in, is it possible for corporations as large as, in this case, Sony or Disney or Paramount, can they really understand something as democratized as the internet? Because they, they misread this, and Sony has done very well in the last year, whether you want to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife, Spider-Man, No Way Home. I'm not sure I understand the question. Okay, so they, they see this meme campaign saying, it's Morbin time. Yeah. And they think, and they, they, they don't understand that that doesn't mean that people want to go back in the theaters yeah, to see Yeah, they it. didn't understand that that was mocking the movie yes. because nobody actually liked it. Is it possible for a corporation that size to really understand something as individually based as the internet. Does that make sense? I mean, at first I was thinking the meme campaign was uh, actually just being put on like dead internet. Yeah, by like, bots. As a, just like a psyop by, by Sony. <laughs> like I literally thought that they were like, yikes, this kind of tanked. Maybe we can like stoke the flames with some, some like fake but viral media campaign. But then they would need more proof that beyond the fake viral media campaign that they started, they would need proof that that, that it, it actually caught on. That, yes, exactly. And I never felt like it did because I never no. saw these memes, and I like to think I am up to date Same. on like what's going <laughs> on on the internet, like internet culture. And I do not see any of this. I see people talking about it. It just yeah. seems very astroturfed. So Ma Mary's the official Timcast meme star. I'm I'm the meme expert. I don't know if I want to take that on though. I'm just here for the memes. So I'm no Benny Johnson. Here's the thing. Some I mean people have in the past watched things to hate on them. Mm -hmm. And this movie apparently I mean I'm sure this guy didn't come cheap. Leto no, I'm sure he doesn't. So they have to make up the money somehow. You know, if it's him just like taking egg in the face and be like, oh, it's Morbin time and saying things where he knows absolutely yeah. where they're clowning him. I think that's the direction they're going. They're just like trying in any. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, it always freaks me out. They're just trying in any way possible to like pretty much like make up the deficit that they've had with this like movie yeah so but it says jared leto's film was re-released in over a thousand theaters across the united states earning just eighty five thousand dollars that's all it was able to to pull in over a thousand theaters uh and two hundred eighty thousand dollars over the weekend so what the, did they think was gonna happen? i have no I, idea dude this is actually just more embarrassing for well, them that's what i'm saying like sony has done whether we're talking ghostbusters afterlife whether we're talking about all the various um what was the other one that they had and and, and um 
they did fairly well with, I almost said uh, Sonic, but Sonic was Paramount. Um, so Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then they also had Spider-Man, No Way Home. Like, you'd think that a, a, a studio that seems to be catching on as to giving the fans what they want Meaning, like, like with Ghostbusters Afterlife was both a, a good sequel, uh, and actually that's funny because the other, remember uh, last week we were talking about, I think it was on Friday, we were talking about what's a good example of a movie that had a sequel made, like, many years later that actually didn't end up being awful? The Godfather. Well, but I'm, like, uh, Spider, uh, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife is an example of that, and Sony made mm-hmm. that movie. So they clearly understand that they know what to give fans what they want, but they just couldn't read the room as far as this marketing campaign and didn't realize that it wasn't going to actually be something that uh, was going to catch on and get more people back to the theaters. He, he, here's my opinion on how you give fans what they want. I think you give the way to do fan service is you have to do it subtly because the fan has to understand that, like, oh, this actually means that, and I know it because I'm a fan. Yeah. Anyone that is just peripheral... Oh, that word's really hard for me. Can you say it? For- Peripheral? Peripherally? Yeah. yeah. Anyone that's... Yeah. Per- peripherally watching uh, <laughs> won't get it. Thus, yeah. you know, it, 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 it makes them feel like they belong, like a little extra. Yeah. But, like, the movies that are doing, what's it called, uh, fan service right now... Is Star Wars where like, and in and it's not even fan yeah. service because the fans dislike right. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, some do. Some are like, actually, it's part of the lore for Chewbacca well, to be ordering a sandwich <laughs> at Arby's. <laughs> I, well, they they think anything that is like possibly, uh, like vaguely reconcilable with the source yeah. material is just like a good idea to include, and that doesn't. Like, like and you have the, we do have the moment that the meme killed itself. We, we can listen yes. right here. Uh, beware. I don't know how the audio is going to sound here, but let's give this a shot here. So this is uh, when Jared Leto killed the meme. <laughs> a moment of silence for a meme dying. Uh, nothing. Nothing really. Just, uh... Oh, Yep. So, bro thought he was in on the yeah, joke. Yeah, he's not in on. He's for those not listening, in on the joke. <laughs> for those listening, not watching, he was pretending to read the script for a sequel to Morbius called "It's Morbin Time." And uh, the name of the writer was Bartholomew Cubbins, <laughs> which might be uh, I, my my new pen name <laughs> after today. I might actually take that. That might be the only funny part of that whole unintentionally. thing. Unintentionally. Uh, and then the first response just says, uh, "And the meme is dead." <laughs> yeah. The joke is now dead. So but the meme was always uh, if it was ever real in the first place it was that morbius is the butt of the joke yes. it's just like hey fellow kids you like memes yep you know it's like, do you like mama memes like they just we got don't get it. <laughs> so uh, I, j- I just want to finish up and say that so 291 million for top gun maverick at only a 32 percent drop that number was later amended by the hollywood reporter i don't know how accurate that is i, I can't prove either one right or wrong the other one said 29 percent uh, pulled in, so that's eighty six uh, an eighty. Thank you, Thanks. an eighty six million dollar uh, weekend. That's two hundred ninety one total, uh, and it's only on week two, and that does have a theater life of one hundred and twenty days. So that's going to get many more weekends. And if it does, like you said, Mary earlier, you mentioned word of mouth is important. Mm-hmm. With strong word of mouth and uh, an audience that wants to show up for it, there's something to be said. This could be a billion dollar movie by the time it's done. How do you think you get word of mouth though? Uh, say it again. Well, like what? What is the? What are the factors that achieve word of mouth? 
Uh, in this case, I think that it's not just, uh, it, first of all, one of the best ways to start it off, oddly enough, isn't through uh, the general public, but it's when, when the studio allows uh, the reviewers to review early, automatically increases chances of good word of mouth because most people who pay attention to reviewers know that the later that a studio holds a, like puts a review embargo down, meaning that they prevent you from releasing a review for the public, the longer they hold that review, the less likely it is that the movie's good because it means that they don't have anything good to say about it. They don't want you hearing it until the very last minute. So they were allowing reviews of Top Gun Maverick two weeks before the movie came out. Uh, and I think that on top of the fact that Tom Cruise did his speech at the beginning of the movie where he thanked people for coming out to the film and the or it felt organic that all the good positive press I was seeing about it after that initial piece was all from regular people, not from uh, websites, not from geek accounts or whatever you want. You know, and that excluding the uh, Kelly McGinnis, is that her name? McGillis. McGillis. Yeah. Uh, talking about how she wasn't invited back and she didn't even like, really seem negative about it she yeah. just kind of seemed like matter of fact it was over other what people was going who on. were making it a bigger deal than it was yes and, and there had been some negative pushback afterwards with articles that are like angry at the pro-america message which of course is ridiculous when, uh, when i think of like people like spreading like like god i'm forgetting terms like the uh the like the reputation of movie amongst their friends mm -hmm. right like word of mouth. Oh my God, that was there that is. was Dane trying to say word of mouth. Yep. <laughs> so when I see people trying to spread word of mouth, I think hipsters, right? Okay. So I think hmm. that thank, thank you. you. It's like almost the inverse of a hipster. Is that I know this, and I want to be known as the person who shared this with my friend. You know, it's like I saw the movie, and like I see Brett every day, and like, hey Brett, hey Dane, and like Brett, you gotta wa go watch this movie. I know you'll love it because mm -hmm. like. He's my friend, and he'll associate me mm -hmm. with the process of enjoying the movie, and then we can have a moment, right? And like, I feel like that can be done for movies that don't pander, because it could be like, hey, they have like in the movie maybe they have this like internal joke, and it's similar to an internal joke that you and I would have. Yeah. They'd be like, oh my god, Mary, watch this movie, like you'll get it completely. Like remember, that's how word of mouth I think organically spreads. But, like, the way that uh, the woke mafia is trying to do is, like, you have to watch this movie because it's not representative of X, Ys, and Cs. And it's, like, you know what? Like, that's... There's also a different tone to it. Like, okay, like, I don't ever talk about, like, as much as we talk here, I don't ever talk about stuff that I don't like on my, like, the closest thing I could say that to giving something a negative review that I've done lately is I posted something about how I didn't think the, the show We Own the City lived up to the predecessor work of David Simon on The Wire. And that's about as close to me being negative on social media about a movie is. Like, I'll, I'll say something like, maybe I didn't like it that much. But in this case, I don't say much positive either unless it's really positive, unless it's something that really speaks to me. And I made several posts about Top Gun Maverick. That's what I think of as organic word of mouth, meaning that me, who doesn't have a super large following of people, but still felt strongly enough about this movie to share it out to whoever it is, yelling into the void, that's organic word of mouth. Yeah. We went and saw it. We felt, felt that it was good. We shared that ideal with people. Right. It, I think it has to leave a really strong impression on me to ever Absolutely. tell someone to go watch something. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to do super chats? Sure. Uh, first, yellow fluffy feather sent two dollars <laughs> with a cute gif of a pear. It looks like a pear. <laughs> I think it's a pear. <laughs> um, Crystalline Evans sent five dollars. Thank, Thank you, Crystalline. 
uh, Caper2X said, Brett, be aware. The Navy has approval rights over the script, or they would not allow the use of their ships, planes, and people. No overt politics. Which is you weird. Think that was why. Which is which is weirdly in uh, in like uh, contradiction with like the military ads we're seeing these days, which are weirdly overly political at times. So that's good though. That's uh, if they if they're looking for something that's going to attract the highest number of people to the profession, like the original Top Gun did, then they want to appeal to everyone and not just one group of people. And people have to at- remember that this movie wasn't. Uh, also a product of its time. I mean, the cast in this movie was extremely diverse. Uh, it was well-made. All the, like, for instance, a lot of people would complain like it's a military movie. Like, there were women in the movie and all the women were highly capable and good at their jobs. Like, it's not like it was misogynistic, but it just wasn't And overtly... it wasn't in a one-upping manner. Like, exactly. that was not the focus. I'm she sure did... it wasn't like, you know what, we've never had a female flying captain before. Exactly. And they, I think it's time when, to change. Yeah, even when they had the character of Hangman who would have been like, you know, the the chauvinist yeah. uh, who was always trying to one-up her. Like, they didn't make that a thing. Yep. And he was kind of like that with everyone. He had, like, yeah, he, he had that attitude towards everybody. There was no character like, you don't deserve to be here because you're a woman. It was the point of it was that everyone here, her, there was another female who had less screen time than her, mm-hmm. were all known as being because they're all at Top Gun flying for this mission the best of the best and in their fields there was also no condescension towards exactly tom cruise's character because he's old of his age exactly all right there's a f- couple more in there yeah waffles sensei said the boys had a whole point about this in season two how corporate pays third party groups make up memes that are not clever in order to manipulate the public into thinking ideas or bad movies are good. It's an interesting world we live in now where they have like a second chance at making something win again just by uh, like an overt meme strategy. But then they had it flop again. Like, Dude, I'll never forget (laughs) being 23 years old in my first job in an advertisement agency making like a proposal to them being like, we should market with memes before it becomes lame. Yeah. If you're the early mm-hmm. adopter of this, you will be seen as cool and then mm-hmm. everyone will imitate and then you were the cool person that started. And everyone was like, no one's ever going to use memes on social media. Like literally the yeah. most powerful form of thought transference and uh, getting it across ideas that there is, is, is through memes. I know. Uh, one of my fa- oddly enough, one of my favorite memes is a meme about an, it's like a job advertisement for a meme maker for a company. It was like 60 to $80,000 a year. And it said, don't ever give up. Don't ever let your parents tell you to give up on your dreams uh, of making memes for a living. So <laughs> marketing was memetic before memes were yep. even a thing. Um, Yellow Fluffy Feathers sent $5 with a gif of hippos this time. Thank you. Thank you. F Off said, the only people who hate watch stuff are the ones who have already paid for it, i.e. streaming service, free altogether, or the small group that will pay to talk crap. Yeah, there's um, uh, a growing, we've done a couple of videos on it, not recently, that there's a growing popularity for free streaming services like Tubi and Freevee and all these other sites that, you know, a lot of people are like, look, I just don't want to pay $80 a month so that I can have every streaming service. I can stomach a couple of commercials from time to time. I myself cannot. I despise commercials. So I, I, I do pay out of pocket, but it's also, um, the, and yes, there is like a, a whole class of like really talented YouTubers who can like hate watch stuff and review it and make me laugh more than the show could have ever hoped to do. Even as awful as it was, they can make me laugh uh, by by watching Batwoman or uh, these other awful shows that nobody actually likes. I feel like that should be like 
pop culture crisis bonus content is us three just hate watching stuff brett couldn't take it i i would lose you're not would, resilient enough for it I mean, unless we do it together and we're like laughing about it yeah i, I would i would lose it's lighthearted. Mind. i would absolutely lose my mind you if would. that happened yeah <laughs> uh i i don't think i could do that uh it would be very hard for me to not um just walk out of the room <laughs> well we'll call it dana mary hate things that's that's what makes it fun though is yeah. watching you i mean yeah if you want to watch my like okay there, there's a, a youtuber that i really like uh named as uh heel vs babyface and he he would watch <laughs> Excuse me, what is it called heel vs babyface is the name of his channel and you can watch him watch like batwoman and slowly just now i'm sure some of it's performance but i think a lot of it's like he's watching this truly awful show and you kind of see him descending into madness <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's the whole appeal like I don't want to descend into madness for the for the yeah uh, the, it's already happening it's, it to you anyway I mean just slowly <laughs> okay fine let's let's let's, let's just let's, accelerate that process let's not let's I want I want to increase my shelf life thank <laughs> you I want to increase my shelf life not shorten it <laughs> there's one more in there oh the one that we just got yeah caper 2x said guys what do you consider political they see as patriotic and as a recruiting film age is not important experience and rank are he is a captain i think you meant to say what you guys consider political they see as patriotic yeah. um okay i thought they were asking like what do we think is politically i think there's a a problem we sometimes misinterpret social issues in politics like we don't i don't want to talk about politics i don't want to talk about uh whatever thing disney's going through with uh ron DeSantis. i don't it's just not what i want to talk about here i understand there's a lot of people that do but they like you cannot get away from the concept of social issues uh in movies and stuff like that and for the most part mm-hmm. uh top gun stayed true to itself and what it was trying to portray like you said uh chain of command uh it felt very authentic and very real to me even though i you know having not served in the military, uh, it felt real to me. It did not feel uh, a victim of today's um, modern yeah. view of the world. Yeah, so. I agree. Oh, oh we, had a, we had a blip there for a second. All right, so let's move on. We are going to talk about uh, Darth Vader. Did you see that? Did you guys read this article um, about yeah. Darth Vader? Okay, so <laughs> Darth, Darth Vader suit actor in Obi-Wan Kenobi claims Disney never paid me for my rehearsals or my reshoots. Keep that in mind, given that Disney's like a gazillion dollar company. Like they um, literally could if they wanted to, but they just, just decided to. to kick this guy while he was down. Yep. Just why not? So the uh, the name of it, his name is Demetrius uh, Bistrevsky, and he is odd. Uh, I think he said he's Russian, but he's like he's uh, from the Ukraine. <laughs> am I uh, sorry, unrelated, but like, am I recalling this incorrectly that maybe I have? you know in the next episodes i'll see yeah but it didn't seem like the stunts or the acting in where darth vader was in the suit was that involved not like, yet it seemed like anyone could have could could have performed that so was he gonna like do something actually possible but it's also true that like in a lot of times when when they film these shows a lot of stuff ends up on the cutting room floor so there could have been they whole sequences for like a ton of stuff yes and uh cut that- it the editing process is really the last storyteller in film, so it's very possible I mean, that whole. Maybe scene they shouldn't have because they included like thirty seconds of panning, like in different angles of Darth Vader's face mm-hmm. with flames going up, and it's like with dramatic music, and you're just like, "All right, we get it." 
So he's standing in front of the fire. So it says Demetrius Brzezewski, who served as one of the th- one of three uh, behind the suit of icon, one of the three actors behind the suit of iconic Star Wars villain Darth Vader in Disney's Obi Wan Kenobi, has accused Disney of refusing to pay him for the time he spent doing rehearsal rehearsals and reshoots in service of the show's production. The Ukrainian-born Brzezewski leveled his accusations against the entertainment conglomerate on May 28th, unconventionally releasing a series of statements, each of which appears to have been either written in his mobile phone's notes app or sent in conversation to an unknown individual and he's minting them as NFTs, which is the funniest it part. It looked like uh, text messages that he minted as NFTs because he was referring to someone named Tom and no one knows who Tom is. Now, that's what, I want the NFT to be a picture of Tom. Dude, I, I want to know who... Maybe it's Tom next. from MySpace. Minimum bid, $2 million. Yeah, so it says he's offering them up for auction on the NFT marketplace OpenSea. Uh, offering up uh, his individual numbered series of statements under the title, the set title of Truth, with 90% of proceeds going to relief efforts related to the current invasion of his own country, Bistrevsky explained in his first piece, yeah, they never paid me for my rehearsals, and though I didn't want to do the reshoots because I didn't want to go into the darkness again, I'm glad I did uh, because it allowed me to make peace with the character and stop fighting with him. They told me to think about the fans. So they totally guilt tripped him until like, he's like, I don't know if I want to do it. And they're like, well, you don't want to let the fans down. Do you? That's so evil. Like he said that this was 31 rehearsals that were four hours long each time. And he got like the first 16 were for free or something like like that. So uh, this is something oddly enough that happened a lot in skating. Like when, when like uh, uh, the way they kept, you from like wanting to get paid would be like well aren't you just because most kids who start skating their dream is to one day get sponsored by these companies that they Mm -hmm. loved growing up right Disney is a lot like that for a lot of these people they love using the leverage of like oh isn't this your passion it's an honor it's It's an honor like we're doing you a favor they they, they would do that to us so you're like well I would certainly like to have like health insurance and like to make money they're like but we give you free skates and we, we fly you to competitions and it's an honor to ride for this. Yeah, it, like it's an honor to ride for this company. And when you're 20 years old, that's all well and good. But when you get older, that's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like that's what they're doing. You're like, well, don't you love? Don't you love Star Wars? Don't it, you love playing Darth Vader? You don't want to let the other Vader fans down, do you? It's just so condescending because, like, the, the like the joke is like you get paid an exposure. Well, you as a company. Well, that's not really what they did make, to him. No, but like... They pay, they're they paying him in guilt is what they're doing. Understood, but like, I'm sure like the, the angle is kind of like, oh, you know, now you have your name on this like top tier uh, show. Yep. But yeah. it's like, you get paid in exposure. Well, you've made me into a product and a commodity mm-hmm. where my value to you is being exposed, you know? Like, I am your exposure. I am your brand's exposure. Mm-hmm. Like paying me an exposure just means it's you're just defining the method of which you're using me. Yeah. Like that is like I can't take exposure to the bank. It's like, sir, I will have two stakes. Yep. Uh, actually, I've had quite a lot of exposure, so you just write that to the bank. Like, no, that's not how it works. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure to some extent this this role will you know help him get more in the future. But for now, it's looking like 
I mean, at least if he's telling the truth, and if these are and I would, a personal message. It's and, and, I, and uh, English is not his first language. I think judging by yeah, the way, yeah, some, some of the wording of was, written, was a little uh, unique. Uh, yeah. Said, so it says uh, he says I did. He continued, and then after they didn't pay me for the promo shoot, I walked. They said it was a mistake and offered to pay me double for the reshoots. I just took the bare minimum and told them I didn't want to work with them anymore. It reminds me of somebody who's like, uh, like uh, you're buying drugs and then they're like, you're short. You're like, oh, don't, don't, don't. Uh, sorry, I don't have it on. Now, I'll pay you double next week. I think he was um, also referring to wanting to go back and do this, be in the circus. He's so probably, if he's a stunt actor, he he's like in the circus. Mm-hmm. I think that's more enjoyable than like being a slave to Disney. Yep. He says, Bistrowski then reflected on how the project was a monkey paw. He says, quote, this project was a monkey paw for me. I spent every moment and every penny training for it, and then every penny I earned to recover spiritually and emotionally from the role. Okay, okay. That's how you know he's not an American, because he wants to recover spiritually from, from yeah. work. I'm done with him. Yeah. Never mind, I'll abuse him. Never mind. But wait, why? why? So, recover spiritually and emotionally. Get out of here with that word I can't that say. He's too soft. He should have just taken it. I just a little tinks in me can't handle that. You I know, mean, keep I, that I get, to yourself. I get the instinct, <laughs> but F Disney. Like I, I get the instinct, but Disney sucks. So it says, uh, and then in the end, I didn't even earn a penny. I just survived and endured a year. He added, I haven't been able to fix the AC in my car, but now everyone will think that I'm rich and will get <laughs> mad if I don't tip them enough. When in actual, when in actuality, I was already broke by the time we got to reshoots but he says but then it says uh, and then so he's going through now each of these statements is a separate as far as i understand is a separate and nft just so you guys know the minimum bid on each of these statements <laughs> is getting slowly like incrementally raised so these first ones the minimum bid is at like the equivalent of about eighteen thousand dollars each that i don't know if insane. anyone is actually bidding on them Maybe this was just because he doesn't want to have a Twitter account. He yeah. doesn't want to get like quote tweeted, and this is the only way. He says, but I told them the truth and told them I didn't want to work with a, a company that steals from its own people, said the actor. But honestly, I don't want any of it anymore. I'm happy that I can escape and go to Japan with close friends of mine and just do circus. Uh, so, you know, like maybe he's like, maybe Cirque du Soleil or something like that. That'd be cool. Thank you. He said, my contract was so bad, they didn't pay me f- overtime or meal penalties or forced calls. And they still turned around and took more. And I do have a, I do have a problem uh, to Dane's point. Like, you know, at a certain point, you're responsible for your own behavior. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if they ask you to, it's not like he's breaking the contract by, by he pulling out. He accepted a bad contract. He, accept, he accepted a bad contract. But also they're asking, he, he's not breaking the contract because he's not doing the stuff that was asked of him. They're asking him to do more. And he's saying yes when he should say either no or pay me up front. Uh, right. Like, and so like he, it's kind of on his own. Uh, but like, it, not only did he get a bad contract, but then they didn't even live up to the promises of the contract. Exactly. So it's like, I and that's messed up for a company like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are like, like on you know how billions upon millions. You know. He said uh, they never paid me for my rehearsals, which was in my contract, and because of it, I didn't qualify for insurance. So I had insurance. So I had to pay out of pocket for all the PT and sports massage while training. Uh, he says, and uh, I got less residuals because of it. Tom never paid me for them. I told you he did. I told you he did, and you wouldn't feel bad, and uh, and you wouldn't feel bad. So uh, it refers. Uh, it should be noted that at present it is unclear who specifically the Tom in Bistrevsky's statement is referring to. I guess uh, yeah. maybe uh, maybe his manager, his agent, or uh, sure. somebody like a, lia- a liaison at the company. Then says, this first one titled "The Aftermath of a Broken Promise" is the first one he raised the bid 
um, oh from like eighteen thousand to four hundred and fifty two thousand dollars. Do you want to read that? Sure. How young is this person? I don't know. I don't know. What is his age? Um, he said, but I'm going to walk away from this project. It's been a magic experience, but I also can't take any more with the disrespect and just simply no regards of human decency. Mm. I've been giving a thousand percent in my training and trying to show up any way I can, but I'm done being the bigger person. Brett, I'm, I'm getting living mad. off my credit cards. I can't even look my landlord in the eyes because I haven't paid my full amount for rent for five months. I can barely pay for my own food and gas. I was called yesterday while I was at home to Mary, move my car. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stop because I was parked in someone else's spot. I'm Darth <laughs> Vader. I'm Darth Vader and I can't even look the kindest man I know, a police officer, in the eyes because I can't pay my own rent. I'm simply done. I have nothing else to give. Who cares? <laughs> uh, Who I don't know. cares? Who is Olga? If you have it contractually... Buddy, that's legally binding. <laughs> Get your money. You know, stop. Oh, my God. I was going to say stop freaking crying about it. You know, you can't say it's listen. You can't say it's <laughs> magical. And they'll be like uh, abuse isn't magical. I don't get smacked yeah, around. Stockholm syndrome with Disney. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get smacked in the face. It's like, oh, my God. Ow, that was a magical experience. No, <laughs> be consistent. Okay. They owe me money. It's in the contract. <laughs> F you, pay me. He can't fight Disney. The the, they will have an endless parade of lawyers that he will never get through. Listen, he just needs a hashtag to like trend marginally. These companies get three emails from the same guy and they fire them. You know, these companies get two emails from a blue haired, you know what? Hashtag Vader 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got that Bruh. one. That was subtle. This, these people get three emails from th some blue-haired people. You know what I'm talking about. And they're like, <laughs> absolutely, end the project. Dismantle it. We can't handle it. And, like, no one's watching anything. Yep. And, like, this guy knows that's the wave. And yet he... Well, he's also be doing his best business because he's selling them as NFTs. But this nobody's going to bid. And somewhere, like, I'm just saying I don't believe he's gonna give this to charity if he can't even pay his own rent. Listen, or at least not ninety percent of it. When yeah. I was an intern, I got paid ten dollars a day. A day. The day ends and Dane got ten dollars. Not an hour passes and Dane got ten dollars. This? this was um nine years ago. He's not talking I... about here, he's talking about no. No, 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 no. just so everyone's clear on <laughs> that. Hey everyone, Dane found here. I'm not an intern here. I'm the <laughs> marketing manager. Yep. I'm doing quite well. Thank you. Anyway, I was an intern back in Puerto Rico nine years ago. <laughs> I got paid ten dollars a day to work eight to ten hours as a production <laughs> assistant, humiliating myself. And this guy hard work is not humiliating, Dane. <laughs> yeah. Don't get him Buddy, <laughs> I can find you some humiliating to hard work, okay? Let me tell you. Anyway, this guy gets to play Darth Vader, put it in his credit, and he's being a whole schizo about it. I, I like it, but I love it, but I love my money. Yeah. Pick a side. Stick with it. I don't Be consistent. Stand up for yourself if you need to. Get paid, boo-boo, but either cr like pick a tactic. It's either flattery or it's insults. 
so it continues, and he says, uh, <laughs> and we were trying to make do with the equipment and trying to address the notes that director Deborah Chow gave us while being hypercognitive of who was walking by because there was random construction workers, PAs, even a COVID compliance officer meeting happening during one of our sessions, the actor said. He has like weirdly really, really good language at certain points, and then at other points, maybe it's just typos. He continued, well, everyone is watching us train. We weren't sure who could see us rehearse bits from, from scenes we've worked on and who couldn't. So we would have to go through start and stops every time people who didn't know we, uh, every time people we didn't know uh, were walking through. One time the light got shut off on us uh, in the stunt space mid-session and we went to 16 only to find out that it was full of background people and we didn't feel comfortable at all at, comfortable at all training in front of them, Bistrovsky said. So Why? the whole time we were wondering if this was happening because we were both Russian. This was in 2021. This is not like it, I, they yeah, wouldn't have cared. But he's because the tension between the two countries is escalating. Which, but this happened in 2021 like, well before this make what is going sense. on right now. He elaborated. We were both thinking this has nothing to do with us but we were just trying to show up and give the character and Deb the respect they deserve I wanted to clarify that um, I'm calling BS at least on that part there granted yeah. Hollywood do, Hollywood does like to make Russia the bad guy in just about every movie but it's cause I'm Russian yep. mm. So this is an afterthought. How definitely. would people know? He he ups, <laughs> yeah, he, he ups the ante with the minimum bid vodka. again next oh, yeah. it's $900,000 on Insane. the one titled Slippery Slope. My agent warned me that I was walking a slippery slope and that I might not be able to work with them again. And I said, why would I want to work with a company that exploits me? Interesting question. Uh, they'll just do it again. Let's just teach them Which that they can't do this to do. everyone. And some people can't be bought or replaced. Well, oh you can. Help so. pay me. <laughs> yeah. Help pay me to teach them a lesson is what is what he's saying. <laughs> uh, and, and I do think that this is kind of like, a, what was it, like the Demi Lovato? She's like, I might lose Thank some you. fans over this, but right. F Donald Trump. And then the, <laughs> next <laughs> one, the next one's minimum bid is $1.8 million. Dude, I think I got that in my back. Hold on. <laughs> you get, who wants to go half? With, bid who that? wants to go half with me on one of these NFTs? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll frame it. I'll, in, I'll, here. in like ten years, uh -huh. uh, we'll, I'll go half. It'll with be someone. worth a lot. Listen, the way he described his financial situation, I give that guy twenty bucks of a Panera sandwich, and he'll tell me his whole family story. Okay, no, this guy is not gonna get a one point eight million dollar NFT for anything. <laughs> he for said anything. Would you be able to look into why my contract still hasn't been honored and I haven't been paid for my rehearsals exceeding the initial fifteen freebies? I know Disney is strapped for cash right now, but thirty-one unpaid four-hour rehearsals requested by the director seems a little excessive. They're, Thanks. Their uh, most of their CEOs got huge bonuses during COVID. Yeah, they're they're totally Disney is totally strapped for cash right now. This is how much of a what? mark this guy is. This is how much of a mark yeah, this these, guy is. These companies abuse people for loving these properties. This guy got went to one rehearsal. Was like, I didn't get paid. He went to a second rehearsal and was like, I didn't get. <laughs> Paid. He did that 15 times. <laughs> well, that was agreed upon, though. 15 times. And he's like, gosh, where's my money? <laughs> oh, guess I'll go to the next one. 
But Bro. that was wasn't that in his contract? It was like previously yeah. agreed upon that he'd do fifteen free, and then he did sixteen other ones that weren't supposed to be for free, but yeah. didn't have any payment. The for rehearsals it. and the reshoots, yeah. And it says down here. So after like uh, the base pay and all the taxes taken out, he got like nine hundred dollars for nine hundred and forty-two dollars for like a week's worth of uh, very. They they called it awesome. very hard labor or whatever. So uh, you know what? Uh, I it's just Dane is kind of like very anti this guy i'm very anti disney and i think we sit somewhere in the middle of just they're all kind of awful listen i i want to support him i want to <laughs> so bad i've had so many terrible jobs bro i've been there but you know what when i had a terrible job i wasn't like thanks everyone for the experience i sure look i was like this sucked pay yep. me f you pay me yep. mm. So, Sorry, super chats. Super chats. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Um, Hava Owens said, I'm a little late, but Mike David from Red Bar is the best hate watcher out there. He goes after anybody who makes a fool of themselves. I've, I've heard, but never seen. He also said, these actors are so cringe, dude. Yes, they are. So true. Everyone like this video right now. Yes. <laughs> I'm angry. Do. Everyone like it. <laughs> Caber right 2X now. said, Sir Brett versus <laughs> Dave, the Caribbean... Caribbean Berserker? I think it's Caribbean Berserker in this context. Caribbean or Caribbean? It's like, it's like whenever people say Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't they know say, at this point. Everyone's been talking about it so much. They said like, uh, there was like a, speaking of the power of mimetics, somebody's like, I always say Pirates of the Caribbean, but if it's just Caribbean, I say Caribbean. It was and always, you somehow knew what they were talking about in the meme. Yeah, it was always Caribbean in reference to the movie. But it's Caribbean otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Waffle Sensei said, "Can I get more of Dane screaming like a blue-haired email campaigner, please? Music to my ears." I love you, Waffles. <laughs> uh, my ears are not. It's not music to my ears, which is why Dane's I mic is turned that down. Actually. Uh, so now you understand why Dane's mic is turned down very low. I'm, I'm working through things. <laughs> yes. We're all we're all working through we're all we're all working through something right I'm now. Work. It's been a week. <laughs> we can tell. It, it's it's been a hell of a week this week. Oh, all yeah. right, all right. We're gonna t go on and talk. We're gonna talk Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa implies neutral stance on Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard verdict and receives very harsh criticism from Aquaman fans. I think he received harsh criticism from feminists, but uh, you know maybe those feminists are also Aquaman fans. Is, uh, through the tumultuous, well, of course, Amber's in it. Yes, uh, throughout the tumultuous six-week defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, fans have subjected Jason Momoa ever, was, have subjected Jason Momoa's every move to microscopic examination. This is why I would never want to be a celebrity. Plain and simple. Right. Like okay. everything <laughs> is f is freaking psychoanalyzed, and everything <laughs> you do. I didn't say it. I, I know. Myself. I know. Uh, <laughs> everything is psychoanalyzed, and it's not just what you do; it's what you don't do. It's not just like it's so weird to me what? when people like who like gang stalk and like look up who you like, whose tweets you like, and whose posts you like. Who has that much time in their life? A lot of people. That actually. is insane. <laughs> um, there's a labor shortage. <laughs> Anyways, um, like what I was gonna say earlier that I I was like, no, Mary, shut up and wait for the show. Uh, why does Jason Momoa? Why is he expected to have a stance on his co-star's legal troubles? It doesn't make sense. I have no idea. And then, furthermore. It was a stupid decision of him to try to indirectly give his input input. 
by going and following. He, he follows at first, them both. He was only following Amber because they worked together. Then when they started, when the trial started, he went and followed Johnny because he was like, "Oh, I need to make sure everyone knows I'm not on any side." I'd, I'm here for it, man. But either way, you could have just unfollowed or never followed either of them. And then yeah, he, he goes was following and likes her probably before. Yeah. So he was kind of forced into it just by the Gosh. fact that he followed her before because unfollowing her would that actually cause problems. If I were a celebrity, it'd be. Zero. Zero following. Zero. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what, like, if I was a, a famous person, I would do the opposite of what all these people do. I would, like, especially if you're, like, mainstream establishment right. famous where you didn't have to use the internet to get there. Yeah. Why would you even subject yourself to... He, ha he now has to dance like Muhammad Ali just to make well, sure that this, he doesn't screw anything this up. This poor guy hasn't been told, uh, like any better he hasn't been taught any better uh, how to <laughs> how to go about this because then after the trial he he liked both of their you know including statements on instagram and it's like dude that just doesn't make him. sense on its face i wonder if it's even him i wonder if he just has a social media manager doing it even then i wouldn't feel okay about leaving my reputation up to some intern like yep. oh i know right like <laughs> especially if in a, in a volatile situation yeah. like this you know how i see jason momoa as he's like interpreted he's like what's that uh guy from safe by the bell that wasn't the the protagonist he was like the slater slater he's like he has like kind that? of that. why do you know that i watched saved by the bell it's very i'm i mean what was the first I, that's the one of the few i'm very impressed lowest. first leon the professional oh. now saved by the bell my co-host ladies and gentlemen it's awesome Mary yeah. Morgan, fantastic <laughs> uh he he just has that like vibe where he's like he's big and tough but actually he's a little witty bear he's it's got a heart of gold he, he's a big softy that's what they that's what they all say i uh, know but it's such a I just think he looks like a surfer, bro. Like, he's uh, just trying to please everyone, yeah. and now he's getting... He looks like Genghis Khan after a decapitation. You know? <laughs> he's like... What? He, he looks tough. Like, he's a tough dude. Uh, uh, oh. So it's branding a, is like, he's a little fucky bear who loves everyone. So it says, uh, while Momoa has not released any official statements addressing the legal drama, his activity on social media has been interpreted by fans as subtle hints indicating his viewpoints on the matter. I don't think he has viewpoints. I think he has professional... Uh, I think he wants to get this movie out and yeah. he wants to move on with it. Yep. The Aquaman. So, like, now think about this. Say she, uh, she comes back, she has just the most, like, everything's changed. She has just the most incredible chemistry with Johnny Depp and they're perfect on screen together. Doesn't matter anymore. With Jason Momoa, or, you mean? What did I say? You said Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Well, that'd be cool too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if she comes back and has <laughs> unbelievable. Really showing off your acting yes. chops if you can. And she has unbelievable chemistry with Jason Momoa and everyone loves him, but they can't do anything about it because the, the non-work uh, life is a minefield that everyone is now subjected to. Everyone involved, because there was a, a thing the other day where Dolph Lundgren released a statement saying like, look, I can't speak to the trial, but when I worked with her, she was great. She was fantastic to work with. So mm -hmm. he's, so he's going to be judged based on his take on her. Like everything you do now off camera uh, is now subject to ruining it for everyone else he in these projects. He barely knows this woman. Yep. How was he expected to speak on what she's like in private? Yep. Uh, so it says fans criticized uh, Momoa's diplomatic approach to the situation, arguing that neutrality is not the proper response uh, to an uh. issue as serious as domestic violence. Yes, it is awful when a woman beats a man up and then tells everybody <laughs> exactly. that nobody will believe him when, when he tells everyone about it. That is awful. Thank you. Correct. Uh, <clears throat> 
Some commentators on social media were particularly upset that he would still support Heard even after the jury reviewed all the evidence and concluded that she was indeed guilty of defamation. Look, he's got to make a movie and this has to come out. He doesn't have a choice at this point. He has, his hand has been forced and he has to do this. This isn't the first time Momoa refrained from, uh, refrained from choosing sides. Uh, in the earlier stages of the court proceedings, he followed Depp on Instagram in what seemed to be a way to cover his bases since he had only been following her at the time. Like if, like you said, I wouldn't follow anyone mm-hmm. if, I was on, if I was a celebrity on social media. No way. Uh, and then there like says, Jason Momoa liked both of their, po- uh, liked both of their posts. He's such a spineless coward. Uh, it says, Say that ta- to his face. Uh, I know, right? With a, a dude that size. Uh, at, this <laughs> time, at this time, it's unclear if Momoa is acting on his own accord or if he is uh, heeding the advice of his PR team. Probably both. Uh, considering that his upcoming sequel, uh, sequel, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, has been wholly affected by the libel case. It's possible that Momoa is simply trying to not anger one side more than the other, uh, especially when it's really not his business to begin with. The key phrase here is that it's none of his damn business. I mean, it's no one's business, but because it was televised and publicized yep. to the degree that it was, everyone feels like it's their personal battle, yep. and it had nothing to do with us. And that like, comes back to like people's weird celebrity worship. Like, it's so weird because we talk about this stuff, but we talk about it from this perspective of like, why are people so? It's ab- not just celebrity worship, though. It's also like celebrity sacrifice. Yeah, you oh, know? explain that. Uh, I mean, someone has to be deified and someone yep. has to be demonized. Yep. And now there's rumors here that say that uh, she could be removed completely from Aquaman 2. Now, the key here is rumor, uh, but it mm-hmm. says, uh, consider rumor for now, but info comes from a pretty reliable source uh, oh, okay. uh, who claimed well, to have been in contact with a source who says that a meeting at WB was recently held, which sought said that all of Amber Heard's scenes as Mera in Aquaman 2 will be deleted. The trial saw the jury award Depp uh, in the defamation suit, but then it's got this post here. It says, I didn't think it would be, uh, I didn't think they would, but it sounds like their, ne- uh, their next test screening uh, should be interesting. Uh, there was a meeting and all of Amber's scenes will be deleted from Aquaman 2. And then somebody says, no way, not really. Or no way, really. And they're asking that question. And then there was another one down here. I really where, hate this. Um, where it says, uh, how would they even manage that? And he says, I don't know. My guess is she dies during childbirth, but we won't know until a test. How would they do that? What? Like, uh, like that would be a weirdly symbolic. Like, I can see, like, the, the feminists, like the, like, the gender studies professors going nuts with... Uh, this is just a weird way to cut out a character well, she's gonna be she's going to be in child i think that's part of the storyline is she's having like they're having a kid in this movie and that's like one of the uh-huh. reasons she won't be coming back for the battle at the end of she's like giving birth at the end of the movie okay uh, which will explain Not anymore her, well which will explain her her lack of screen time i so, haven't seen like the full body shots of this character before was she like pregnant in the movie? No, not in the first one. But I'm mean, time will have passed in the second, in the second one. one. What do you yeah. guys think oh. of this? Like truly, like <clears throat> I, I know no one here. I mean, only for the mems are we like Amber Heard fans. Mm. But honestly, like uh, no one supports like a chick that cycle, right? But like, mm-hmm. what do you feel about like the personal now affecting your financial? Yep. Like she's. Is she still going to get paid? I, well, I don't think she should lose her job either. I just think that what you do is you make this movie and then. In the future, what this leads to is that future directors will have to look at this and say, is this someone whose baggage I want to take with me into the film? And then let the industry work it out. If she's cut out completely from the movie, 
uh, is she still going to be compensated she for the time be, lost? She would still be paid. Like in full. Uh, I, I'm guessing that she she would still be paid in full. And does is her pay affected by the success of the movie? I don't know. If, I, I didn't read it anywhere whether be. I don't know if she's got a. I, I doubt she's got it a should percentage. Or, should or shouldn't be. Shouldn't no, be. if she's not on it. Momo, no, I'm well, saying either it, way. Either way. Uh, I'm it? guessing Momoa has the ability to get a percentage or whatever of of revenue. I don't know if she would have mm-hmm. that same that same ability. Um, but uh, who knows whether whether it would go like this? Do you think part of this could also just be like really good advertising on their part? Is it like good advertising? morbid? Like morbid? Like oh, they were know. like there was there was this article here from uh, a Chicago typewriter creator Brandon Fiadino uh, claims outrage surrounding Moses Ingram and Obi Wan Kenobi is a marketing op by Disney. Remember when we were talking about all the uh, the awful stuff that got said about her? Uh, that was mean but like in in terms of the internet was not the worst thing i'd ever read in my in my entire life uh and this guy basically says that um uh actress moses ingram started the controversy when she spoke to the independent revealing that lucasfilm had instructed her to expect racist abuse online so they told her expect it because we're going to be the ones sending it in other words the same thing happened and dane don't let me get off topic here the same thing happened when ben affleck got when anybody gets cast as batman (laughs) when anybody gets cast as batman or the Joker, they say expect there to be uh, a flood of people. The same thing happened to um, to Christian Bale when he when he got initially hired. It's like people they, they they don't think you're capable of the job, and because uh, people who are uh, part of that culture, whether you want to call them fanboys, whatever it is, are very passionate people, you're going to get a lot of pushback. Dude, it's happening to us live on chat right now, no. and with, with people that come see us almost every day. Mm-hmm. It's like. That is human nature. Yep. People have the perception of what they want in their heads. You're not portraying this perfect little bubble that they have in their heads, yep. and thus they are offended. I mean, offended, it seems oh. weird, I, I, or just not happy with, uh, with what you're... Dissatisfied. Dissatisfied. I still feel that that was astroturfed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, absolutely. it shows, like, if... <laughs> I don't know how... <laughs> then again... Especially from like Dane's input on the types of people who work in this in this industry, like people who are, you know, in charge of marketing campaigns. Like, are they really smart enough to think that far ahead to to astroturf an entire well, they, like they, hate like controversy of of hatred against one of the one of the actors? Yes, because this happens all the time in these industries. And now. then, are they like deranged enough to actually formulate the tweets? That are hateful towards that so, that actor, or you just take the few that actually come in and portray it as larger of a larger problem than it is. You're an actor. Yeah, you're saw, going like, to get three examples. You're going to get mean stuff said about you. We all do. Like that. Yeah. Just it's just it's a fact of life. Choose not to read it. That's that's the best. Or just and choose the fact to ignore is it. like if you also didn't want uh, you know a bunch of pushback you should have done better acting <laughs> well i can't speak to that for that or role but you did a bad job uh, in general you should just expect it because that's the way of the world any in, in a universe where we are now all interconnected all the time like i said we are not meant to be in constant contact with everyone all the time it is a huge flaw in society right now mm-hmm. i mean how are people supposed to express their dissatisfaction with media before in, social media letter writing campaigns like word of mouth letter writing maybe phone calling if you have a number that you can call you probably didn't and it was harder to astroturf back then because of all the actual physical labor that had to go and actually mailing stuff out so you were more it would be more organic and more real no it was probably easier 
because like no no one was like wise to whatever was happening mm. so whatever the studio would say would be taken as law you know yeah i see that side of it too so i mean i don't know like back in the day like uh, like sh- certain shows got brought back once like once in a while a show might get brought back from cancellation like community because uh because of strong letter writing campaigns that came into the uh, that came into the studio, but that's the you know, or Morbius or more. Or, <laughs> no. Well, that's a modern example <laughs> of it when uh, they when they don't know how to read the room. That's something like that's that's <laughs> the downside uh, to the democratization mm-hmm. of the internet. So uh, when the studio can't read the uh, read the actual tone of what people are saying and make the mistake of doing something like putting Morbius back in theaters when they never should have. Yeah. So I don't I don't think they should cut her out of the movie. I think they should make the movie. Let Momoa like what the. What I can see them doing is kind of like with um, Army Hammer with Death on the Nile or Ansel Elgort with West Side Story, who both had their own scandals leading up to that those releases. Obviously, uh, Army Hammer's was much worse or like, I don't know if it's even worse. Like both him and Elgort had like their own allegations against them and they just got bumped off the marketing almost entirely, right? Like uh, when Death on the Nile first came out, he was, Army Hammer was heavily featured in the trailer and was one of the first names advertised. After all that stuff came out and the movie got delayed because of COVID, his name was bumped to like the last, second to last name at the bottom, mm-hmm. which I feel really bad for whoever that last name was who somehow ended up below You're Army Hammer. You're worse than Army Hammer. You're somehow Hammer. worse than Army Hammer. <laughs> but like that, that's one of those things where it's like, thank, thank you. you. Uh, that's like, I just see that as like, they'll just bump her and make her marketing less uh less less severe like she'll be less featured in the marketing momoa is uh, people don't go to people are going to aquaman to see jason momoa without a shirt on and doing cool stuff uh as a superhero they're not going there you like jason momoa and that's why she's there too (laughs) that no one wanted to watch amber heard for her flawless acting no am i right or am i right but now i'm even more curious because i don't think i've seen her in anything you should watch the original. I, I, I find her performances rather wooden, but that's just me. We should watch the Rum Diaries just to see like a man have his life ruined over a role. If he only knew what was coming next. Yeah. That, that was that, funny because it would happen in Puerto Rico too. <laughs> like We helped that. I love it when lives get ruined in Puerto Rico, uh-huh. Dane says. <laughs> uh, there was a super chat there. Yeah. Hava Owen said, Johnny and Amber did what every toxic couple does. Involve everyone else. They just had the power of the world stage at their disposal. Is all. Yeah, that's even more yeah. depressing. That they very just, true. That they were able to just kind of make it about themselves and and then the rest. Granted, I, I would say that most of the world seemed to enjoy being part of it, whereas we're kind of like hesitant about uh, just how awful uh, it is for society to uh, kind of bolster such uh, interactions. There, there's self-involved people who think that their relationship drama is more interesting than anyone else's and it's not i also want to point out that they, they remember uh, they were saying amber heard wouldn't be able to pay like johnny depp but then there was the thing about the twenty two thousand dollar a month uh, how she stayed in during mm-hmm. the trial uh, i just want to show the pictures of it like i i would like love aren't to. you gonna save up for that you those should, damages you should, girl you should, like uh girl if i could stay there and or oh, are you gonna do a gofundme or or are you gonna sell nfts m- maybe that's what she'll or, or like uh, her, her closing statement should have just been separated into like five different nfts NFTs minimum bid one million dollars. Maybe she can sell bathwater. Oh, that would, that would sell. Work, yeah. That would sell for uh, sure. Would actually work. Or bed sheets. She could sell bed sheets. Oh, right. bed so that sheets. one uh, Euphoria actor, yeah. a pooper scooper. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's you get that. I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, so, so like the the yeah, people were like, "How can you live at this place?" I don't know. Like that's uh, whatever. Musk probably paid for it, right? 
Yeah. Uh, it was it was it was probably Elon Musk who paid for. Got to provide for his baby mama. I, I really want to know if she, she has a baby uh, with Elon Musk. Didn't what? we cover this? No way. I don't know. Is it, I uh, thought we had mentioned this. Is so that often. actually true? In the chat, has, is I, that actually proven that that child is Elon it's Musk? It's all, all but confirmed. I mean, yeah. Listen. She she had a surrogate baby with him. Yeah. Listen, you know me. I'm Tim Dane. I'm down. I'm down to take this as a fact, like from now on. Okay. Just give me the sign. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. And then people thought that he was going to testify, and then he didn't. He didn't have to. Um. But yeah, highly, highly speculated. I haven't seen this child. I don't know how old their child yeah. is or what. Like, yeah, but highly speculated. Incredible, incredible, incredible. All right, Dane, do you wanna? Do you wanna? Uh, I'll have to turn your mic down. Are you oh ready to talk about God, Street Fighter? Dude. All right, uh, Dane, I'm gonna let. I'll just let you lead this discussion. So, uh, Dane wants to talk about uh, Kotaku writer Ian Walker falsely claims that Street Fighter Six will feature the series' first playable black woman. Go. Guys, let's do a quick Google search. I know you guys can't see That's me. That's the worst part is the lack of research. I know more, you guys can't anything. see me, but I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to go to Google, and I'm going to put black characters in Street Fighter. Okay? I'm do you can do this at home with me, guys. Okay. It's audience interaction. Yep, I, they love it. I get along. a, you know, I pull it up, and I get a list. It's like 15 Street Fighter black characters ranked. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, what is this? Not only do I see multiple African American characters, but I see this delightful female. I believe her name is uh, Elena. Helena? Hmm. I don't know. And she's from Kenya. From Kenya. <laughs> so that was approximately one minute and thirty seconds of searching. Of searching with all my. Is that a playable character? Yeah, not only is she a playable character, she was the best character in the former iteration of the game. Are you excited for Street Fighter 6? I am cautiously optimistic. Okay. <laughs> this took a minute Google search. A minute. These people are just freaking dying to at any moment say, oh my God, the first... Yeah, that's we are in a society that is like addicted to the idea of being the first anything. Like people love the idea of uh, somebody. It's funny because somebody made a comment like about like, are you ready for weird and wacky like uh, sort of unre uh, irrelevant uh, Hollywood records? And they were in reference to Top Gun. I'm like, Hollywood is always talking about weird uh, firsts and weird. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm the first person. It's all just contrived to make headlines, yep, exactly. To make well, awards. One of the best thing examples recently was like somebody talked about uh, Simone Biles. Is that her name? The the yeah. gymnast. They're like first. She was the first um, uh, gym like U.S. gymnast to do something, and they said not the first woman, not the first African American woman, the first ever. I'm like, yes, that is something to be celebrated and brag about. Mm -hmm. But they're always looking for like these weird pocket records or pocket firsts that they're obsessed with. Uh, for whatever reason, because they want to watch it. And like this, it's even worse because he knows it's not true. So he just wants to cause drama and controversy. And Brosef, this is what I'm saying. It's like, oh my God, I'm so happy that someone from my culture can be represented to get punched in the face by Ryu. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy that Chun-Li can finally kick me in the face. Who, my brother Speak in Christ, 
Who cares? Speaking of Chun Li, that there's going to be a different uh, voice actress playing her this year. They're not going to do Laura Bailey anymore, which is a bummer because Laura Bailey's awesome. She's a she's a really talented voice actress. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Legend of Vox Machina. She also does. She plays Lois Lane a lot in the DC animated. There's a uh, Chun Li was like the main character I used for for a long while, so I've heard this woman talk. Incessantly, Jenny Kwan will be ta- will be stepping into that role because there there's the whole thing about like they they don't want people who are not of that race portraying characters uh, anymore. Um, I don't know if the same thing holds true for gender, uh, and, and certainly they don't lo- I, allow kids it to. Shouldn't who's right? gonna do Blanca's voice? Do we have any like jungle no. men from the, Brazil the, that were like mutated into electricity? Because unless we have a mutated man. Who, who lost his mother and they got charged by over-electricity. We need that representation in the voice acting. Don't we, guys? We don't. Bart Simpson's portrayed by a girl. Yeah. yeah. So it there are matter. tons of examples it, exactly, of that. It shouldn't matter. Mostly uh, women who do... Kids. Yeah, uh, like kid like, roles. Who do kids' voice. So it says, Chun-Li has a fresh... Lo- oh, actually, first, before we do that, since we know the, the fact that... Uh, what are you most looking forward to about Street Fighter Six that you've seen so far? The thing I'm most looking to, uh, mo- most looking forward to, to Street Fighter Six is Street Fighter Five dying <laughs> in irrelevance <laughs> for being the worst game in human history. Dane, Dane, as a uh, Dane, being a, a lifelong Street Fighter fan, Dane is particularly offended by Street Fighter. Bro, 5. I am a lifelong Street Fighter fan. Ricardo Roman Mono, like from the FGC, is my homie. Me and yep. that dude went to college. Yep. I went to his birthday parties. We bros, you know, and he's like top Capcom Pro 2 ranked player. And like he literally hosts a major and I used to do marketing for that event. Like I've put hours into this godforsaken community that where like nothing blooms from it. Yeah. And it's like we've we, we've like literally tried to revive this niche scene and Capcom has like spit in our face all the way through. Yep. All the way through. So. I'm hoping this is good. I mean, obviously, things aren't going good because the game was just leaked and the whole roster was leaked. So, obviously, like, Capcom, like, employees are disgruntled disgruntled to the point where they want to constantly leak things for their company and make it look bad. That makes me me feel like, you know, there's not a good relationship between them and the players and their employees and whatnot. So uh, it says, uh, hailing from Kenya. Okay, yeah. So they go through that there's been more than that. So you think he just did not. Exactly. Another one. Do you think that he just didn't do his research or do you think he just wanted to be incendiary and cause problems? He was just dying to be the guy that could go to a girl at Starbucks and be like, I made an article about the first whammon. African American Street Fighter character. <laughs> and like, I mean, it shows your hand that you don't know about right. the yeah. properties you're writing about. So that she could brush him off and be like, "Sir, this is a Starbucks." <laughs> <laughs> and that's a pretty common complaint amongst uh, gamers. I'm not a gamer, I mean, but like, is that the know. the writers of these articles don't actually play the games? You never know if they're being told to to yeah. make a headline like this. Yeah. Here's the format. This person did the first thing for this group. Yeah. They made a whole story in something that is verifiably false and that was fact-checked humorously for in a minute and that can be fact-checked seriously in 10 seconds. This is the extent of professionalism right now in journalism as a whole. Not even a cursory... Is that a a word? Cursory. 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 Thank you. Not even a cursory 
freaking Google search. They cannot be bothered to do their jobs. They cannot be bothered because they just have to celebrate things that aren't happening. So his, his tweet says, you celebrate Street Fighter VI, uh, including the franchise's first playable black woman, and suddenly everyone wants to question your street cred. You forgot about Elena. Uh, he says, I've been playing Street Fighter games for almost 30 years. Elena is Kenyan. Kimberly is African-American. That, there's a difference. So, uh, um, so uh, is that true? Is, is that accurate? I mean, what's his claim then? The first African American that doesn't make her black woman. I don't get it. Like that, so she's not black because she's African. I'm con I'm confused. Is it particularly special if like he says? So the the he says the franchise's first playable black woman, and suddenly everyone wants to question your street cred because you forgot about Elena. I've been playing Street Fighter games for almost thirty years. Elena is Kenyan. Uh, Kimberly is African American. There's a difference. So that what does that have to do with them being black? What is his claim? I. What is his claim? Uh, he said uh, the same thing happened every uh, every time black women used to ask for representation in Overwatch uh, before Sojourn. Uh, uh, Symmetra is Indian. Farah is Egyptian. Those do not reflect the unique and separate culture of the African diaspora in America, which rarely receives attention in games. I mean, it's a fighting game. Is there going to be a lot of attention pay paid to that part of the story? Who cares? No one cares. No one cares. But he didn't, he didn't make any further distinctions. He just said first playable black character. If the other characters were black, but just of a different location, that doesn't matter. It's still... A, a That's what I'm saying. Like, They're you, weirdly obsessed with this stuff. It's creepy. You got caught with your pants down. <laughs> you didn't do your work. You yep. didn't do your research. You're, like, you, you're getting clobbered on Twitter. Welcome yep. to the club. And it's like, just take the L and be like, hey, sorry, guys. I uh, know uh, a retraction. Say the second, mod like modify it. This comment says so. The so this author's thesis is Kenyan is not equal to black as African American is equal to black. I'm genuinely stunned. That's like saying men <laughs> men are women and can give birth. What well, does that mean? Uh, he means politically black. So the U.S. blacks are the only ones who count. I'm not going into this. These people are insane. Is like, it uh, the, the, the the that guy the guy who wrote that article is uh, who who wrote the tweet is uh, clearly just getting so convoluted is yeah. enough do to we make need, you go do we insane. need and just roll your eyes and want to just tune out. Do we need like DLC kinte cloths? Apparently, to to like be black enough. I Do we know. need you know the, like the black power fist? It was like, oh, now now we got it. Now in we a got Street Fighter game right. of all things. Like now it's for real. Yep. Uh, get out, dude. Yep. Uh, and I also want to finish with this amazing piece of story from Disney is under fire for employee interrupting theme park marriage proposal. Uh, I was so confused by this because there, I would bet there are multiple marriage proposals at Disney all the time, every single day, on a daily basis, mm -hmm. maybe hourly. <laughs> they happen so often that I, you would think they'd be trained to just let people do their thing. I kind of like the idea that the guy who did this is just in a bad mood. And he's like, not on my watch, and he just interrupts it and ruins it for yeah. him. <laughs> so it says uh, a video showing a Disney uh, a Disney Paris theme park marriage proposal. Being interrupted is drawing uh, online condemnation for uh, for ruining a couple's special moment. Uh, the man's proposing marriage to his girlfriend reportedly asked permission from a park employee before mounting a platform in front of Cinderella's castle to pop the question. As he drops to his knee holding a ring box, a male employee runs into the scene, darts between the couple, and grabs the ring box. He then gets off the platform and gestures to the couple to complete their ceremony off the platform. Total lack of, like, um, I wonder if we can watch it here. Um, 
It's strong. Sorry. Here we go. Oh my god. Don't want me full screen here. Uh, and he's wearing the ears, which makes it even. Get out, dude! Imagine being that guy. He's like, baby, we've been through so much, and I love you. And there's like some. Wait, let's watch it one more time. Sorry, guys, we can't make it bigger. It won't let me full screen it embedded. <laughs> he swooped in. He literally swooped in. Thank you. They're so calm about it too. He literally swooped. <laughs> it's gonna be even better. Why can't they do it on the platform? Slow motion. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. He just makes a beeline. Dude. He took the ring Whoa. first. He didn't even stop. Like he's like He took the ring. Because he knew that meant they would walk away. Like if he just what came up demon. to them and told them. What a demon. <laughs> <laughs> the guy. mouse ears make it so Which much worse. <laughs> he's just like he's like, oh, people are gonna see this and they're gonna see me in my stupid mouse ears, and uh, I feel bad. Like I wonder That's if the what guy you was wanted, no, right? I wonder if that guy was like instructed to do that. Like I don't know why he would. Why be. does he have to take the fall? Yep. He says uh, we regret the way this. Uh, okay, so it says a male employee runs into the scene, darts between the couple, and grabs grabs the rim box. He then gets on the platform, off the platform, and gestures for the couple to complete their ceremony off the platform. We regret how this was handled, a Disney spokesperson told Newsweek. We have apologized to the couple and even offered to make it right. I wonder how that, how, how, how they, how do you, it's like, okay, you're supposed to get married literally once in your entire life, which means this dude, if, if this is his first marriage, has likely been planning this for a very long time. He's had it in his mind. Like women have been sold this idea of like the perfect marriage and the perfect proposal. And this guy's got this thing all worked out. And then just, uh, and then just Carl from Disney Paris swoops in. Your dream uh, is crushed. In, in your dream is, how do you make that you right? You know, you, yeah. How do you, you make you that right? You only have one moment for a proposal and, and then he just, he I mean, I guess permission. it's a funny story for for them. I I mean, like if if I guess if they're okay with it, I, but I feel bad. I wouldn't for be him. cool with someone just snatching something worth thousands of dollars out of my hand. Wait, I don't wedding? care if you're an employee or not. Says uh, in twenty and they says uh, so. It says in twenty eighteen, a man sued the company for interrupting his proposal at Orlando's <laughs> Disney World Resort. Uh, the lawsuit also accused an employee of physical harassment. I'm just picturing like, every day you work there. There's some guy who's getting divorced or in a bad mood that works there. He's just like, no, there will be no magic in the mar in the world of marriage today. Not at my Disney World. <laughs> That's uh, I feel bad for the couple there, man. That's uh, yeah. What a shame. It is, it is a shame. It is weird that he grabbed the ring first. Because he, well, if he had just come up to them and like tapped on the shoulder, yeah. they would not have moved. Nope. He knew he had to steal their personal property for them to walk off the platform and get it. Where is the, Mary, where is the, um, where is the perfect proposal location? Does that exist? Not in front of all <laughs> these people and the internet. Yeah, maybe. not Disney. Not, not Dis Disney, that's for sure. Maybe they deserved it because proposing at Disney is like yeah. almost on par with proposing at Olive Garden. It's the Obi-Wan. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Why was it's, that so funny? It's the Obi, it's the Obi Wan Kenobi Darth Vader actor comes down and takes the ring because he's in a bad mood from a bad day at work and just uh, runs off with the ring. Uh, so, so not so not Olive Garden. Yeah, not Olive Garden, even especially they, on Valentine's Day. Even with uh, like that's such a Oof. weird thing to say. It's almost like like like. Do you know somebody that happened to? No, How, where I does mean, that, where but does that, go, no, I swear. Go to Olive Garden on Valentine's Day. Wait all day. 
Okay, I'm, I'm you will see that. multiple proposals. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Go I, I mean, I'll go to Olive Garden, but I'm not going there on Valentine's Day. And I'm certainly not waiting for somebody to to propose to someone else. I I will pass on that. So, uh, Dane, where where if if you were to give the perfect proposal somewhere, where would that be? Bro, I I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> no clue. No. Clue. No clue. All right. Uh, we had a super chat there. Yes, Nathan Koss said, in the words of our glorious president. I don't know if I want to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to clip that. Uh, it says, um, uh, they see, yeah, they they see, see race as political as well as color, and it's really stupid and weird. More barriers just to separate everyone. Sorry I can't read that. Yep. That is just a little on the nose. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, that is the, the, plight of, uh, the blight of intersectionalism to me. So that's, that's the world we live in now, unfortunately. It's a, it's a well, bummer. there's never going to be a day where they're like, we did it, guys. No. We reached all the milestones that we wanted to reach, and it's over. It's one of Yay. The, it's <laughs> one of the downsides of activism as a whole. It's like there is never an end goal because if you reach the end goal, then the group or whatever doesn't have a purpose of existing anymore. So they have to move the goalpost constantly and keep changing yeah. things, and that's a problem. Under a Dane, so. Dane Font dictatorship, we would reach that or else. <laughs> I, I would enjoy a Dane Font dictatorship. Uh, you heard it here first. I, I think I would be treated well in that, Probably. that kingdom. You, you shall achieve a position of power. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> should I be chief of information? Sure. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. Oh, so we're going to have our very own disinformation, uh, uh, <laughs> our disinformation board. Basically, Perfect. if you say something Mary doesn't like, you're out. So it's like marriage anyways, just uh, just under a dictatorship. Brett is the czar <laughs> of spicy latinxes. That's. <laughs> I want that on a business card. You will. Perfect. Perfect. Dane, thank you so much for coming today, man. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> that was the most insincere thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Dane Font on Twitter. That's, uh, that's it for Dane. Uh, just Dane Font on Twitter. Yeah. Mary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at Closer Kitty. Whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. And she will not. You will not find her at Disney World getting proposed to by anyone because it's not a good place to be proposed to. No. Okay. I hope it happens there. It could. It could, it could. I mean, if it does happen, there it's going to be a no. It's going to be a respectful <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, at least it's a respectful no. That's that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show Monday through Friday right here on YouTube.com/slash Pop Culture Crisis, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific Standard Time, uh, which means you can eat a Cali burrito and watch the show. If you want to listen to us, you can follow. Follow us on what is it now? We are on uh, whatever various uh, listening platforms. I'm having. I'm trying YouTube, to blank here. Spotify, no, no, Pandora. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Apple Pandora, Apple all those. Uh, my brain just shut off there. It's a Monday, guys. That's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, we are also on social media. We are on Twitter. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, oh, we, oh, that's a yellow heart. fluffy feathers said. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. In a heart. Thank, Thank you, you. Yellow, th uh, yellow Fluffy Feathers. I didn't screw that up too much. <laughs> uh, we are on social media. We are on uh, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show. We are on Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis. And we are on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.